0: Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own Senior Pastor Tavares Gardner. We always, we always, none of us have arrived. I wish, I wish I had. We're all works in progress. But would you, uh, will you give yourself some encouragement? Say, self. I'm not where I used to be. I've come a little bit further than where I was three years ago. I wish, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. Now, if if I took a poll, yep, uh, Rebecca, you doing your good. Sound engineering today. <laughs> amen. I may have to hire you, Jesus, because <laughs> uh, I sound real good today. Amen. Amen. I like it. Ain't face it. I like it. Amen. Come on, clap your hands for the sound woman. All right. <laughs> uh, how, now, y'all be real honest. Be real honest. Don't laugh to me. How many of you? have had a chance or have been offended this week. Come on, raise them hands high. You've been offended this week. Let me tell you, when y'all hear messages like this, uh, turn real quickly uh, to your Bibles, Luke chapter 17 uh, verse 1 uh, and then we're going to flip over. We're going to hit Uh, Genesis chapter 4. But um, yeah, this scripture right here, uh, it's going to, it's going to, that ain't the right word I want to say. Well, we will say that. No, let me switch that. Let me go to the New King James. Luke 17, 1, when you have it, say amen. This is what the Lord Jesus says. (laughs) He says to his disciples, it is impossible, what's the word? It is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. King James says it is impossible that offenses will come, but woe unto him. Then the Amplified Classic says temptations, listen to this, snares, traps, set to entice to sin are sure to come, but woe to him by through whom they come. May I help you real quick? You can let them in right quick uh, while, I'm, uh, while I'm getting ready to talk. Um, there is a there is a uh, a Hebrew word, I believe, that I had to look up. And it's going to bless you real good. The word for offense, and you want to write this down, the Greek word, for offense is called scandalon which is a derivative of the word scandal scandalon somebody say how you spell it scan <laughs> but this is s k a n d a l o n s k a n D-A-L-O-N, the Greek word scandalon, which is where we get the word scandal. It means a trap, that is a snare, a figuratively cause of displeasure or sin, occasion to fall, uh, of stumbling, offense, thing that offends, things that offends. So if the truth be told, we have a lot of scandals in the body of Christ. And let me tell you something. As I, tell, as I use this, this word, this phrase all the time, all the time, especially uh, in the church or wherever you are, whatever you're looking for, you will find it. Will you bother your neighbor and say whatever, whatever, whatever. And I do mean whatever. Whatever you are looking for, you will find it. Offenses. Jesus says, offenses will come. He's giving you a warning. When you touch your neighbor and say, offenses will come? But what will you do with the offense? Do you know there are people that go around offending people on purpose? Do you not know God allows us just to check our heart and see what we're gonna do? Or if we're gonna hold on to that fence or we're gonna forgive. Now it's easy. I don't know. It's easy to stay offended. It's harder for some of us to let go of the offense. I wish I had some help in here. Will well, you be honest with me? And you said, it's, 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 it, it can be real easy to be offended and to get mad and go off. But when that Holy Ghost kicks in and he says, let go and get it right, right now. How long do we hold on to offense before we obey God with that letting go and that forgiveness? Some of y'all ain't said nothing. Number one, you want to write this down, and then I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 4 because that's our foundation foundational scripture. Number one, you need to know, you need to write this down, that offenses will come. That's that's the Bible. That's Luke 17 and 1. What? What's number one? Offenses will come. You must know this, number two. And I say, hold on, preacher. Y'all ready for number two? You must understand that the enemy is always looking for an opportunity to offend me. What's number two? The enemy is always looking for an opportunity to offend. Uh, number three, I must know that it's not the person, it's the spirit. Because you have to understand that um, we're all human, I hope we are, and that sometimes we are dealing with things individually on a daily basis and that sometimes we have the opportunity to offend others. I must know that it's not the person, it is a spirit. Number four, I have to deal with the offense. Running away is not going to solve offense. Many people, instead of dealing with stuff head on, we take flight. But I want you to understand that some you sometimes have to have confrontation and there is also healthy confrontation. Well, you touch your neighbor said there is also healthy confrontation. You don't always have to particularly come for someone, but you can have Healthy confrontation. I was meeting with someone this week, and uh, we had uh, some healthy uh, confrontation, dialogue, and we just laid all the cards out on the table. Every offense that has ever been done to each other was laid out on the table, and we were able to walk through all of the offenses and get freedom. Freedom. Sometimes you have to have healthy confrontation, lay all the cards out on the table, but you also have to be mature enough to be able to handle what the other person is going to say to you and not get mad. It's called listening. And most time in the hell in confrontation period, we don't listen because we always on the defense, and I'm ready to come back soon as you say something. Well, you know, so and so, so, so-, 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 so- <laughs> now I ah, let-, let me finish saying. Listen to what? That's why you got two ears and one mouth. Slow to speak, quick to. And hearing and listening. right? So number one, you must understand that offenses will come. Number two is what? It's always looking for an opportunity to, to offend you. And just because you saved, that don't mean Satan is going to stop messing with you. I, I'm sorry to, uh, I'm sorry to bust your bubble. And that you thought that everything was gonna be peaches and cream once you got saved, but may I submit to you? Uh, um, no, it seems like Satan turns up uh, uh, when, when you got saved. When you when you got saved, and guess what? As I said last Sunday and Wednesday, it's not. closer the relationship the more severe the offense write that down the closer the relationship the more severe the offense it ain't them it ain't them folks you don't really be bothered with that that kind of thing, it's the one that's right next to you, that's sitting next to you in them chairs. Oh! Natasha and Andre, uh, y'all going to have to split up because Natasha and Andre looking at each other like, yeah, we talking about you. <laughs> but guess what? The closer, what? The relationship. The more severe The offense. How many of us have gotten mad at our at our relatives? Our close relatives. Mama get raise her hand too low. Okay. All right. How many people have gotten mad at their significant other? Stephanie, raise her hand. Don't, don't raise your hand because you probably stand up, but, so don't do nothing. All right? Uh, the closer the relationship, the more severe the offense. You find your greatest hatred among people who were once close. Duck it, duck it, quack, quack. Did you hear? Uh, somebody say it one more time. You find, and I find this to be true, even now. You find the greatest hatred amongst people who were once close. Think about those people that are not close to you anymore. Think about those people that you would, I mean, y'all was bosom buddies. And then something happened, and now that other party hates you, can't even stand to be around you, can't even stand to be in the same room with you. And guess what? Most of it is done in the church. I I think I need to say that one more time. You find the greatest hatred among people who were once close. Well, you just take an inventory right now and and think about some relationships. Some of you got some relationships. I ain't got to think about it. I know it right now. I know the time, the date. I know their name. I know their telephone number. If you start curling up your lips if you'll, if you'll know, if your face started t- twitching when I, when, when I brought this up, then you, my friends, you need deliverance. You need to forgive. So I want you to understand that the possibilities for offense are as endless as the list of relationships, no matter how complex or simple. The truth, this truth remains. Only those, you want to write this down, only those you care about can hurt you. Am I helping somebody in here? What did I say? Only those I care about can hurt me. You expect more Mm -hmm. from them after all. You've given more of yourself to them. So the more I give to a person, the greater the offense, the whole church is going to be helped after this because you've got to learn that you will be offended and that sometimes instead of running, we've got to confront. Now, here's the flip side of that. Sometimes God has been telling you to separate from that person. And because you too gullible and because you too needy and because you got, you got rejection, you won't cut it off. So God will create a situation for you to cut, cut it, cut it, cut it. How many people in here can say there have been some relationships that the Lord told me to cut off and because I was too coward to do it, God orchestrated a whole scenario. I mean a whole scandal. And may I submit to you, let me throw this in here while I'm in there and even in reconciliation that does not mean reconnection you got to learn just because you reconcile just because you talk it out does not mean that there's a reconnection we can reconcile because i don't want no blood on my hand but that don't mean i got to hook up back with you That happened to me last year. Uh, the Holy Spirit unctioned me to call someone. And I was like, it was so impulsive that I didn't even have time to think about it. You know, sometimes the, the Holy Spirit will give you that, he said, boop, and you go ahead on and do it. And you go do it now because if you think about what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, especially when you know you ain't the one that's the wrong. So the Holy Spirit unctioned me. Put your hand down, Shaniqua. (laughs) So the Holy Spirit said, call this person. I said, okay. So I left from my desk. I went into an area where I could be free to talk. And uh, got it straight. I said I was sorry if I offended you. They said, vice versa. after that, we started talking for about two days, just like it was like the relationship was restored. By the third day, it flipped on me. and it was like they threw a monkey wrench and and what? I thought was going to be a reconnection. And my little feelings got hurt, Elisha. I said, no, this ninja didn't. And the Holy Spirit said, I told you to reconcile. I did not tell you to reconnect. Will you post that right quick? Reconciliation does not mean reconnection. It doesn't always mean reconnection. You have to listen to the Holy Ghost. All right? I hope I help somebody on this. And so here we go. I, I, I haven't forgotten Genesis chapter 4 selfishness. I want you to understand reigns in our society today. Selfishness. Did not the Bible say in Timothy that men would be lovers of themselves? What does that mean? I love me and I don't care about nobody else. Men and women today, listen, look out for themselves. Ain't not that right? To the neglect of And heard of those around them. This this shouldn't be a surprise to you, saints and friends. The Bible is very clear, 2 Timothy, there it is, 3 and 2. Men would be lovers of them. We expect this from unbelievers, but not the saints. Many of us, if the truth be told, we are wounded, hurt, and some of us are even bitter. We are offended. But we do not realize that we have fallen into Satan's trap. So we just, we just kind of This is where that pride comes in. Y'all not going to like this one today. One way the enemy keeps us, Lord have mercy. And an offended state is to keep the offense hidden. You're offended, but you cover it up. I'm good. I'm straight. I'm all right. I take a I take a licking and I keep on ticking. It is cloaked with pride. Pride will keep you from admitting that you hurt. What did I say? Pride will keep you from admitting because you don't want to be vulnerable because many of us have been vulnerable to the wrong persons. You know, I give people a little test to see if you, if I, I, you know, if you can be trusted. You say, what? Do. What you do? I give you just a little... Little information about me just to see how you're gonna respond. And based on your response determines what level of access you get. But some of you don't even do that. You just just bear all. But touch your neighbor and say, just don't bear all the first day. Because you need it, you want friends. I ain't got real crying right there. Pride keeps you from dealing with truth. What? Pride keeps me from dealing with. It distorts your vision. You never change when you think everything is fine. Pride hardens your heart and dims the eyes of your understanding. It keeps you from the change of heart. Repentance. Repentance will set you free. Will you touch your neighbor and say repentance will set you free? Pride, you want to write this down, causes me to view myself as a victim. Come on here, Cain. You are always, we, no, not you. eh? I'm going to put me in there. We are always playing the victim once offended. I wish I had some help in here. Pride causes me to view myself as a what? Mm -hmm. Your attitude, Jesus, becomes I was mistreated and misjudged. Therefore, I am justified in my behavior. Pride. Pride. Was it, isn't it not, pride that God, Lucifer, kicked out of heaven with a third of the angels? It caused him to go low. Pride. Will cause you, if not dealt with, saints of the most high, to go low and stay low and operate in low. It's quiet in this house today. Y'all were jumping and shouting saying, oh, oh, what happened to the O? Somebody said, the O is gone. Because you believe you are innocent and falsely accused, you hold back forgiveness. And that's why a lot of church people, a lot of saints are dealing with sickness and disease now. Because I'm going to even go here. We have not discerned the Lord's body. You are a part of the body. And, we, and when we are f- offend each other in the body of Christ and we don't get it straight, you are not discerning the Lord's body that that's your brother and that's your sister in the Lord. And so a lot of us, we're taking communion and damnation to our own soul. Let me drink that blood eat his body yeah but you haven't forgiven and you're drinking you're taking communion unworthily if God has forgiven you why won't you forgive and some of your stuff is not even on display God has oh my God my God will you touch your neighbor Say, I'm so glad that there's some stuff nobody will ever know because it's between me and God and the blood. I wish I had somebody in here. There's some stuff that I've taken to my grave that nobody will ever, I wish I had somebody in here. It's between me and God and the blood. I can't hear anybody say nothing. And I'm so glad, I wish I had about 12 people that would jump up right here and say, I'm so glad that he has not exposed some of my secret sins. I wish I had some help in here. It's because of the blood. Uh, oh, it's because of his, gra- I felt a shift right there. It's because of his grace and his mercy that I am not, con- I wish I had some help right there. Slap five with your neighbor and said, I'm so glad for the blood. I'm so glad that he covers my sin. Because if y'all knew some stuff that I did, you would crucify me. That's why I can't come into the house of the Lord. And when we say, he's done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. He has covered. Touch your neighbor and say, he has covered so much of my mess. And yet he's still blessed. Even with my mess itself. Touch your neighbor and say, thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. I don't deserve none of it, but because of his goodness. That's why I owe him my life. That's why I owe him a praise. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that is done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for I look back at your boy and say, thank God for saving me. If the truth be told, all of us in here was a hot, ratchet mess, and if it wasn't not for the mercies and the prayers of the righteous people that were praying for us, we would be dead right now, pushing up daisies. We would be six feet under. I wish I had somebody in here. I thank God for his mercy. Come on here. I thank God for Y'all ain't, y'all not going, I wish I had a real church in here. The, I ain't looking at y'all, I'm looking at the window, because I just started thinking, hallelujah, and when I start thinking, I start. thank you, Jesus. Now let's go to Genesis. Now, y'all, that thing just hit me again. Put that Bible down. Stand on your feet. And praise Him for mercy. Praise Him for covering you, for covering your sins. Come on. Now, I mean really praise. Come on, come on here. Come, on. I mean really praise Him. Really, really, really praise Him that He didn't expose you. He's had many opportunities to expose you, but He didn't. Come on, touch on neck. Come on, come on and praise Him right there. We got to move. Come on, you got... Five, four, three, two, one. All right, that's it. That's enough. Y'all sit down. Thank you that I even got sense enough to say, Lord, forgive me. Will you touch your neighbor and say, He has covered me many times? Okay, y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Thank you for covering me, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Mm. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. This new church don't talk about the blood no more. But when you touch your neighbor, say, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. And they got excited. <laughs> Rail your head back and say, thank you for the blood. Come on. Them secret, I said them secrets in. That's what I said. Them secrets in that don't nobody know about, but but you and God. Thank you for the blood. He didn't allow me to die in my sin. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, tell the Lord, thank you. You didn't allow me to die in my sins. All right, y'all sit down. I ain't done. I got eight minutes. Sit down. Sit down. I, y'all disobeying. I said sit down. Ko I just thought about that thing. It ain't even communion Sunday. But when you touch your neighbor, Said, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I wish I had a sanctified church. Come on, I got seven minutes, and y'all on my time. Okay, can y'all sit down now, for real? Y'all got that excited about the blood? Jory, don't do no dance. We're we not for that today. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, Andre. Don't do that. Don't do that. Natasha. You can't be doing all that in Stop it. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, uh uh-uh. uh, nope. Mm-mm. Alicia? 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 Alicia, you supposed to be sitting down, darling. What are you shaking your head for? You thought about that thing? <laughs> oh, ha 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 Sister Cynthia, don't wave your hands like that. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Sister Cynthia, you got to behave now. You got to behave. If you ain't never been through nothing, don't praise him. I said, if you ain't never been through nothing, you can't praise him. Don't praise him if you ain't been through nothing. But will you touch a neighbor and neighbor. The Lord has been real good to me. All right. Okay. You done a Monday, Kay. Woo! 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 Oh! Woo! Somebody need to go get Caleb here up. I wish I could play the drum. So come on, double Now don't don't you get don't tear that corner up. <laughs> Lord, what done happened up in here? a haya. mahaya. Come on, then they call man savahaya. Oh, okay. That's what we're gonna do. Is that 160, Justin? That's what y'all like. Y'all like that one? Is that that's too slow? That's too slow. What what happened? What happened? Who was that? That was you? What'd you stop it for? Well, if they're gonna dance, cut it up. I can't hear Norman. Start clapping off beat. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Stacy, what was you doing? Was you jumping? What was you doing? What was you doing? Was you on the right? You was on the right beat? Do it again so I can see what Stacy was doing. <laughs> let, let me see. Let me see what Stacy was doing. Come on. Stacy was clapping on the right beat y'all, she was clapping on the two and the four. (laughs) But what happened here? When you think about his grace, his unmerited favor, his blessings, also in that is his mercy. When you think about his grace, how he yet pours out grace upon us every day, you shouldn't want to stay in offense. Because he's done, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And he cleared all of our, all of our sins. He has cleared our record. And so if Jesus has nailed all of the charges to the tree, how can I hold a charge against my brother and sister? We used to sing a song in the Baptist church by the O'Neill twins. Y'all remember? Jesus Drop the charges. Will you touch your neighbor Said say, Jesus, drop the charges. And since he's dropped all of my charges, then I need to drop all of the charges against my neighbor. You have no right to hold charges against people when you have been forgiven much. It's quiet in here. You have, we have been forgiven for much, and somebody offends you, and you can't let it go. And so forgiveness is not for the person. It's for you. Because if you don't forgive, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the man was turned over. He was put in prison, and the tormentors came and, and, and bothered him. You know what? When you don't forgive and you hold on to offense, you open the door for evil spirits to come in and torment you. That's why you can't sleep at night. That's why your heart is beating fast. That's why you always think somebody behind you. You think somebody after you. You, Your mind's going crazy. Come on here. You got high blood pressure. Come on, your heart beating fast. You got high blood pressure. You're schizophrenic. Why? Because you won't forgive. I'm out of time ain't out a message. I didn't even get to what I what I was supposed to talk to talk about. But God said what he needed to be said today. <laughs> you don't have a right to be offended. You don't have a right to hold on to the offense. And guess what? When you hold on to offense, and you don't forgive, I thought I read in the Bible somewhere that your prayers he don't even hear you. So some of y'all, that's why your prayer's not been answered, because you won't release those prisoners. You got hostages. You got stolen good connected to you. And many of you, you have ball and chain everywhere you go. got all them people that has hurt you tied to you. You walk in like this because every pastor, every family member that has ever hurt you, offended you, they're tied to you because you won't release them. Lay aside every weight could the weight be people that have offended you every weight and every sin that besets besets you stand to your feet all over this place you say how long are you gonna be on this until you stop wondering until you finally face that I got to stop being a tumbleweed and rolling out every time my feelings get hurt fruit is grown in adversity there's a story that I read I think by John Bevere He says, the colder the weather is in Florida, the sweeter the oranges are. If it's bitter cold, it's great for those oranges because it produces sweetness. The colder the atmosphere, sweeter the oranges are. You just want it to be sunny every day. You're going to have some storms and some sun. You're going to have some lightning. You're going to have some wind. But can you stand still in the midst of adversity? Or will you run and stay offended? this message is for the whole house because we got a bunch of offended people. Let me tell you something. May I tell on me? Ain't got nobody else to tell on. This week, I was at work. A manager came for me. felt like you was blaming me for stuff that didn't get done in the warehouse. But we had to put out a fire because and we had to go so we had to get people to go to Home Depot and buy some glue to put the furniture down because I, the, the company that, that normally sends the glue uh, said that we were on credit hold because uh, uh, invoice has not been paid and, and uh, we've taken care of it, but we, I need you to dig into it and find out why we couldn't get our glue from the company. So, you know, I'm just like, Y'all seen that baboon that be type that mean that baboon be type? I got to typing fast. And I said, and then what I don't do, I never delete emails, especially with correspondence. To people. I have emails all the way back from when I first started my job. I've been there 10 years. Just in case, Stacy, someone tries to come and I didn't call them. So, I responded, attached two emails, sent it back, and I said, it's very disheartening for you to uh, allude to even trying to accuse me of not doing job. Said this long, this is a this is a he a big man up top. My thing is I didn't call you. Don't come. So he sent this long email back. I'm not accusing you and da da, 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 da. and uh by that time I, I went into my boss office, I said, this is what y'all not going to do. And when they're just like that, they, I, I think they know me by now. They're like, something wrong with this boy. I said, what we're not going to do is anybody not going to throw me up under the bus, especially when I do my job. We're not going to do that, I said, especially when I have proof of what I've done. And so uh, then the man that sent me the email came to my queue my want to shake my hand. I'm telling on me. I said, uh-uh. No, no. No, you don't get to shake my hand. No. I keep it 100. I said, no, there ain't no shaking hands. I said, you offended me. I said, because you're accusing me of doing something that I've, never, that I, that I've already done when I got proof. I'm not accusing you. I'm just saying such and such and such, such, such. So he began to explain. I said, here's what you should have done. I'm talking to a a VP. I said, this is what you should have done. Since you come to my office, you're in my space, so I get to tell you. I said, you should have come to me and explained the whole story. I said, but your email came across as accusatory. I, said, I don't do well with that. I said, I've been here 10 years, and I take pride in my work. No one can ever say T.G. Gardner ain't done his work. That's a lie. So I said, he said, uh, so he began to explain. He said, we weren't coming for you. We were just saying da da da, 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 da. So I listened. I listened. He shared his point. He said, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Got it straight. Then I shook his hand. I said, next time, come to me. Because let me tell you, when you're already dealing with a bunch of stuff and it seems like people are accusing you, when emails come across or text messages... Many relationships have been destroyed via text messages and emails because you really can't tell the tone of the person on the other side, and you may be in a different headspace when you receive it in a different lens, and you look at that thing from a different lens. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there, and then it, and then you know you you be like, that's why I believe. Some things need to be talked face-to-face, not via email. I feel like most people do via email and text because you're coward. And that's the easy way instead of facing and having a conversation because you don't like confrontation. But I'm teaching my sons, my children, period, you're going to have to learn to deal with stuff. I don't care how rough it is. You're going to have, Will you touch your neighbor and say, hey, quit running, quit tucking your tail, and deal with stuff head on. Now, here's the thing. Don't deal with it if your temper is already high. I just saved y'all right there. Well, apostle said deal with it. Wait, wait, wait. Calm down first. Think about it. Am I helping somebody? Because somebody said, Apostle said, done. you go to somebody today and they're going to knock your head off because you came, you came for them. Don't do it. Think about it. Allow peace to come over you. Think about it. I know the Bible says, you know, uh, Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. But if you know you. uh. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.